Yo, Yo got- what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Takeover Lounge. It's Friday. You know what it is. It's Z-Give, and we got Daniela up in here. We got a special guest with us. We got Ray Murph up in the lounge today. How you feeling, brother? You, what up, though? Man, chilling. Another good Friday. It feels weird. I mean, we've been in a pandemic now for a year. I know. It has been. This shit is real. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, wow, it's been a whole year since we've been outside, outside. Outside, outside. (laughs) Outside, outside. (laughs) <laughs> Shout out to my cousin. Jack. Jack. Yeah. <laughs> the one that appearances from everywhere. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, that's it, right? <laughs> hey, thank y'all for vibing with me, man. Having me on. It's an honor. Oh, of course. We gotta get Ray Murph up in here. What are you talking about? When I saw you on the schedule, I was like, dang, let's get it. We landed a big Word. one. <laughs> Word up. Cool. So we're going to have Daniela kick us off like she normally does on these Friday evenings. Mm-hmm. All right, Ray. Um, what initiated your music career? Um, Damn. Um, I say it started, or what you mean, like from younger years or like latter years? Let's do both. All right. So from jump, I was fortunate enough to be, um, I'm from Mount Vernon, New York. And, um, my cousin, Dicey, um, his best friends is uh, Pete Rock, CL, um, Heavy D, um, also Albie Shaw, all these cats. You know what I mean? So when I was little, I was fortunate enough uh, to be around these kind of cats. So I was, like, influenced by music early. And I always wanted to do, you know, I always wanted to rap and do something, you know, um, musically. But uh, at the time when I was growing up, they wasn't rapping about no street stuff. And it was, it wasn't, it would have been weird if a 12, 11 year old dude is rapping about some street stuff. So <laughs> I played music and all that, I played piano and all that good stuff. But, um, you know, uh, that's how it started. And that always stayed with me. So I kind of kept that a secret till I was like 27. Oh, wow. And oh, yeah, wow. So, yeah. Then I moved down here and I actually, I was passing through Tucson on my way back to Miami. And um, what happened was uh, I stopped by some 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 hippie dudes met me at Bison. They just walked up to me and was like, "Hey, bro, you um you look like you do music." And I had long dreads and stuff at the time, so they was like, "Hey, um, you you got a good voice too, man." It was like you do music. I was like, "I ain't with that rap stuff, man. You know what I mean? I'm real. You know, I ain't trying to be acting or nothing like that." He was like, "Hey, man, you should come by my crib, bro, and uh, you know, we could jam." And I'm like. I don't even know this dude. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a New York dude and, you know, Miami guy. You know, I'm not really good at all that. But something in, my, something in my heart told me, yo, just go with him. It ain't really that shit. Don't, don't, don't be like that. So I went to the crib. Man, these dudes was playing live music, Damn. drums, guitars, and all that shit. And, yo, we was at their crib. And we was recording, too, to like 530 in the morning. Wow. I got in the car on my way home and I was supposed to fly to Miami like a day or so later. I got in the car and told my homeboy, like, bro, I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to do music out here. He was like, you do music? I thought you played football. And, you know what I mean? Like, hustle, you know what I mean? So, yeah, Tucson kind of just, um, I say, you know, uh, it kind of brought what was already inside of me out. And it was just like perfect, mm-hmm. perfect storm. That's awesome. I feel like that's like a lot of 
what people say about Tucson. It's like it really, it really brings out like their creative energy that they've been ha- keeping inside. You know, what uh, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I can't do that back home. You ain't, you ain't gonna be playing no drums and guitars in the project buildings in the trap. You know, your neighbors are gonna be pissed. Police yeah. no noise. Uh, you know, uh, disturbing and all that stuff. So you know, it wasn't time. So yeah, this was a blessing to me being down that's, here. Messing through. That's awesome. Was um the piano? What the, like? How did that happen? It was awful. Friend? It was awful. My mom <laughs> left. I so my brother, my brother, he used to make beats for me because I used to, I used to do little tapes. My brother used to make me do little rap tapes when I was like nine, ten years old because he he was up under Pete rocking him, so he knew how to right. like, you know, uh, uh, we used to take little tapes and stop record like loop stuff and then be like rap over it, just talk shit. So I used to do that. So um. But he used to play drums. He played drums and violin. And he's five years older than me. So I was like, you know, trying to be like older, bro. I was like, you know, mom, let me let me play drums. They ain't have no more drums at the school. And she was like, she I think she told the, the, the school not to let me play drums. <laughs> magically, they ain't got no other drums. And, and so I was like, all right, I'm going to be like Miles Davis and play the trumpet. I brought mm. the trumpet home. I brought that shit home. Yo, first day, my mom was like, "You are not playing no more. You loud as hell in the in the in the apartments. You already you took the plunger off my plunger. I took the little, you know, the little yeah, yeah. that shit off. I was like, <laughs> wasn't with that. So, um, I had to play piano. I was supposed to play piano, and I went to a performing arts school, so in elementary. So, uh, I was forced to play piano for like two, three years, man, and. It was it was strange. It was very yeah. force. I learned a lot about music, but that shit was uh yeah. I hate piano recitals. It was it was trash, man. Definitely. Was, I can uh, feel that. I feel like I can I can definitely see that. Like just like I don't want to play the I don't want to go to piano recital, man. That shit was nerve-wracking, yo. It was like a I live in the hood, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm thinking when I play piano at this recital, it's gonna be all the all the dope dealers, all like the whole hood is gonna come. That's right. what I was thinking in like fourth grade. Man, I walked out there and it was all white people. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> they don't never come around here. What is I was nervous. I was sweating and shit. I did pretty good, but I was just I was and they don't make no noise. It ain't like every note you hit, they like, oh yeah. No, that's right. quiet. And then after you finish, it's like a pause, like boom. Then it's like <laughs> <laughs> man, fuck that shit. No, no. You're like, this ain't nothing like football when they be cheering for no, everything. <laughs> this, is, this is trash. Oh, Definitely. Like That's crazy. Um, I was going to say something about the piano. Oh, the crazy part about like, piano recital is like, it's like a solo sport. Like, you're by yourself. Like, there's no team. There's no band. There's nobody to man. back you up when you mess up. It's like, you mess up, you mess up. Like, so I get yeah. why you're nervous. Nerve, nerve racking, bro. Nerve racking, nerve racking, man. I ain't never, I ain't never been so. I never thought like, I mean, but that that taught me humility. That taught me like mm-hmm. a certain lesson to where, you know, arrogance. Because me, I was a little street little knucklehead, yo. I wasn't scared of nothing. I thought I wasn't until it was a bunch of little eyes watching me. And I, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't right. like some, you know, it, it was. They was there for what they were there for, you know what I mean? And um, it, it just made me kind of like start composing myself in a different way because moms wasn't letting me not play piano for 
till I left that school. So it was like I had to deal with that for like two, three more years. So I just dealt with it. Can you still play the keys still to this day? Your boy is not with that. <laughs> He's like, I dropped Your boy it. Is I'm, done. Not I'm done. With, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I did it one time. I did it one time when I first came down here. I had a, a band called The Project, my first band that I had out here in Tucson in 2011. Um, and one of my uh, bandmates, he plays guitar, keys. He does all type of stuff. But he made this. He, one of these beats we had, it was it was keys and guitar of the mm. thing. But he was like, I can't do that at the same time. We gotta figure out how to do this shit. Does any of you guys play keys? Or duh, 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 duh. And I was like, I'm rapping, you know what I'm saying? I'm rapping, so I'm like, Ray, shut the shut up, don't say shit. But then I seen it was it, like, and then we played it without it in practice, and it was like, damn, I gotta like tell him I play keys because the song don't sound right without the keys. So I was like, all right. I do it. So I used to play the keys on this one song called Rolling Stone. Mm. And bro, I messed up one time at Rialto. Because mm. I had my shades on and I was rapping. Duh, 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 and then they cut out and then I have to do the little doom, doom, doom. And I was feeling myself. I was like, duh, 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 duh. and it's the song that I rap fast on. Right. So usually I rap nice and chill. This is one song I rap fast on and then everything goes out and I'm just like, I look up because I'm trying to stare at the crowd. I'm like feeling myself. Then it was like, I hit like two keys at one time and it just, and Rialto was clear. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. never again. Never again. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. After that, you're like, yeah, I'm going to put this to the side for real, for real. Yeah, it's retired. It's done. done. Well, that's dope, though. At least you got to experience that at the Rialto. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna go out, go out on the Rialto. You know what I'm saying? saying for real though. <laughs> what um, well, how would you describe your sound, your musical sound? It's just um, I say it's the people, man. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's for the people. So it's like, you know, we grew up on even now. You know, we all we you know it's hip hop, it's jazz, it's blues, it's everything combined, and it's more or less of like integration. You know what I mean? And like. Yeah. You know, creating the world I want to live in. Because me being from New York, and I traveled a lot of places. I lived in Miami. I lived in Cali, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Montana, Virginia, Atlanta. So for me, it's a lot of influences. Yeah, you know. And my mom is a Buddhist. You know, she practices Buddhism. And um, mm-hmm. I've been around a lot of uh, Japanese people, a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Um, so for me, it's like everything kind of um, inspires me. So, you know, me, I can't make a certain, I can't make music, which is like my truth, without incorporating all the things that inspire me. So, you know, it has to have like a little bit of rock. It got to have some street aspects. It got to have some hip hop. It got to have some, some blues, some jazz, some R and B, you know, a little bit, of, a little bit of everything, because from that, that's when you could, you know, new things come out of it. So, you know, for me, it's always been a mission of trying to push the envelope and create the world that we want to live in, but do it through music. You know what I mean? So I just feel like, our sound is just some earth shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Bro, like, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot because a lot of people can, you know, relate to it. You know what I mean? It could go yeah. to different people, to different genres that people like. So I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, When did the Street Blues family start? All right, so I was stalking them for like a couple of years, right? Because I had a band already. I had a, you know what I mean? So like, I just... You know, my, my first band was 
similar to what we doing now. You know what I mean? Um, but this go round, I was like, you know, I had another band that I was in, Copper and Congress, uh, with Katie Haverly, Julius, Schulzberg, Patrick Morris. Ray was in there, Mike Moynihan, a few other people. And so while I was playing in that band, I was just, you know, um, a lot of people that I know, I was very um, inspired and, and and just motivated by watching them play. You know what I mean? Like, you know, because, um, you know, people are amazing, man. So for me, I, it took me like two, two and a half years to actually get the band in like one space. So I had to go around for like two years, like, 2014 or 13 and I was like going to their shows and they'd be like, yo, what up, Ray? I'm like, hey, you know, we're going to play music in like two years, you know what I'm saying? So like, I was basically like, I want you, I want you mm. and we're going to do something in two years and I kept doing that all the time so they were like, here go this weirdo ass you know, Ray cool as hell but he be on that weird shit, he just keep playing, <laughs> he's going to play music but we're really going to do it. So by the time you know, they got together, they kind of already knew each other from how much I kept talking all each one of them up to each other. So mm-hmm. you know, it kind of started and I would say 2013, I was, that's when I was first starting in 2000. Yeah. 2013 to 2015 was the, like the plotting and then doing little meetups here and there and shit like that. So That's dope. Ray out here being general manager. Shit, real, bro. <laughs> Recruiting, yeah. he was out here scouting. He's like, all right, cool. I want that one. This yo. one. <laughs> yo, I let people know you admire him. Facts. Oh, yeah, hold up. My bad. bad, boo boo. <laughs> Sorry. My cousin. Oh, all good. Y'all about to see me get whooped online. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> That'd be a great clickbait right there, man. Great merch gets, gets booked. Bro. Ray Murphy out getting bullied on live. Getting bullied on live. Um, what um, what was your first ever performance like with the band? Do you remember you that? Said, uh, the first performance with uh, Street Blues. Yeah, or with your first ever band that you ever had. Oh, <laughs> shit. oh. it was like it was it was a it was at it was August. 20th, 2011, at, at Sky Bar. Okay. That shit was packed. I ain't Sky. I ain't never seen Sky Bar that packed. I was I was nervous when I seen how many people was there. I was like, they came here to see us. Wow. Yo, so like for me, and I felt like I wasn't even in Tucson. So from there, you know, because before at that time, yo, our, our shows used to be so packed that my old band to where, you know, uh, it was always like two, three hundred plus mm. people at every show packed and um i just thought it was going to be like a you know 30 40 people just some chill shit but it was it, it created a nice little buzz and for me it was just from when you when you see something like that um it just makes you really um uh like focus in and, and be appreciative and hold shit down you know what i mean Definitely. so like you know for me it's never no ego shit it's just more more or less about making sure that what we're doing is coming out the right way you know, not none of that. You see, you ain't gonna see me dancing, running around stage and shit. I just be chilling and, you right. know, like I be in the moment, just vibing because it's to me it's important to appreciate people and and hold yourself to a certain level of um composure. You know what I'm saying? And just being real. So yeah, that shit was crazy. It was it was crazy, and I didn't know I was getting paid. Wow. Yeah, we got that, that's a plus. 
When you, oh, when you no. done recording, you're like, oh, I get a check. Okay. No, he gave me cash. Oh, even better. <laughs> 750. I was like, what is this for? Why? Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know it was like that. Cause like, you know, before I did like hip hop shows, and it's like mm-hmm. hip hop, they be trying to gas people. Like, you know, if you trying to a big name person comes in. They try to make you sell tickets and do stuff like that. So I feel that's totally disrespectful to artists because these big name people are coming in town raking in dough. So the least thing you could do is just pay the artists for opening up for you because if you was that damn tight, you'll open up for yourself. So yeah. I only just appreciate this person. Don't tell me you're giving me an opportunity and it's a busy bone show and oh, I'm letting you open up in front. They your fans. They ain't my fans. So like right. talk- me properly so i had no idea that i was gonna get dude just came up to me and i was like <laughs> this is how it goes he's like yeah you got a live band yeah this is what we do i'm like and then i realized how they disrespect hip-hop but when you got live music mm. it's, it's different so robin hood did man that's dope <laughs> oh gosh yeah. Um, so you wear a lot of Egyptian symbols. So mm-hmm. what does the eye of Ra mean to you in the eye of Horus and the um symbol of Ankh? Is it right? Yeah. Um the so even for me, you know, uh Egypt is, you know, ancient, it's the motherland, even though a lot of people like to separate Egypt from Africa. Americans like to do that. Like they act like Egypt is not in Africa just to kind of discredit people of color. You know what I mean? So for me, um, um, and I'm not, I'm not a religious dude, but I do appreciate every religion. I appreciate anything people do that makes them greater or whatever, you know, and focus. So for me, uh, the Iron Horus is like, there's two different sides of me. You know, one side is like, you know, understanding and, you know, cool and you know sees things a certain way then the other side of me is like if you fuck with me i'm gonna i'm gonna smash you you know what i'm saying a protector but if you mess with my people it's gonna be on you know what i mean and that's to be on some gangster stuff but it's like just like anybody your family your sisters your brothers you want to protect the people around you when harm comes their way so you know those are the two sides and then also um the onk is a symbol for eternal life and um, I just feel like we all connected, you know. Um, so you know, for me, we all in this universe. You know, the universe is infinite. So, you know, eternal life, whether you you know in flesh or in the spirit, you know, what the flesh only lasts so long, but the spirit is eternal. So that's how I'm approaching it and holding it. That's awesome. I like that. But um, I remember you. Pa- talking previously about uh, practicing, like, being in the moment. And, you know, that's one of the hard things for a lot of people these days is just, like, living in the moment and really enjoying, like, that time you got wherever mm-hmm. you're at. Because mm-hmm. I feel like everybody's so consumed with the social media, who's doing what. We're always, like, subconsciously, like, competing with one another for who has the best da 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 who has the best content, who has oh, the shit, best did I lose picture. You? Exactly. So, like, we how pause? do you practice that? Oh no! <laughs> Y'all back? Did we're it pause? Here. Oh, we're here. We're here. Is it mine's? I think so. It's redoing. Did it go? No. Okay, that's, okay. Your lips are moving. All right. 
Can you hear sound? Sound coming out though. Can you hear? It's it's going. It's like (laughs) you want to just leave and come back. I mean, that's we can do that. And let's see. Did it work? We better. Did it go? We still hear you. Oh shit! Let me check mine. Mine's just looked up. I see you smiling for a half a second. Oh, we, I'm, I, I have to stay smiling. You know what I'm saying? Cause I get froze on sometimes. So I'm just gonna, you know. <laughs> Make sure say I look again. good, man. I'm frozen. <laughs> Hold up. Ray, if you just leave and then come back right to that same link, it should be better. It should work. Oh, y'all both on right now. Okay. Or, no, y'all was. Ah. Now it paused. We better now? Is it real? We can hear you. No, nope. We can hear you. <laughs> We've been hearing you the whole time. Yeah. Y'all can't hear me? Yeah, no. we can. Yeah, I can't hear you. Y'all keep pausing. Pause face. The pause faces are everything right now. Every time it pauses, both of y'all little faces is just... It's catching y'all in mid-sentence or mid-smile or some shit. Sheesh. So, yeah, just hit. Okay. Yeah. I see y'all now. Y'all going. Okay. We good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, damn. Right <laughs> when right. he said you could. <laughs> All right. So, back to what I was going to ask. Um, how do you practice living in the moment? Um. I I say it's from um I won't say what it's really really from but I just say it's from always having the I'd I say what it's from oh, yeah. uh, doing certain things when I was growing up you know what I'm saying to acquire money you know what I'm saying being from New York and Miami I have to be very present I can't sit if I'm out you know doing my thing hustling or whatever I can't just sit and be like. Ha, ha, ha. No, I have to like really chill. I have to focus. You know what I mean? I have to be patient, and very aware of stuff that's going on. And then also, you know, I was playing sports at the same time because um, I played football in high school, college, and I played arena ball. So, oh, wow. you know, just, yeah, just even being in them situations to where, you know, it's a lot of pressure situations um, and you have to, in crucial situations, you have to like, a lot of times people, yeah, you know, breathe a little fast and they, they can't really think. So for me, it's just always about just being myself. And if people don't like who I am, that's not my problem. You know, that's that's their, their, that's their right. So for me, it's about more or less practicing being myself and everything else isn't really like doesn't really affect me a certain way. So it's like when I'm on stage or something, I'm like I'm there with my boys. You know, we're there. People, I feel y'all energy, but I'm there with, with these dudes. So it's like I'm just having fun with my friends, just like how we do when we're in the studio and chilling and vibing. So what it is, it's just a reflection of uh, what we do already. You know, it's from the preparation. And, and so once you get on stage, you don't have to, you know, I don't have to act or do anything else. And, you know, I could just chill and be myself with my yeah. wine glass. <laughs> I feel it. That's awesome. One second. <laughs> Shout out here. Well, you, you got good? Something. 
Okay. I didn't know if that was a pause again. Oh. <laughs> She's like, damn it. <laughs> um, how would you explain your basic life philosophy? Mm. Um, my basic life philosophy. Um, I say it's a few, but um, the basic one is just um, you know, just even like something I tell my kids all the time. Or um, I ain't too old to learn, I ain't too young to teach. So for me, life is always constant learning, you know. Um, and you know, like I said, a lot of times people think they know everything. You know what you know, but it's always more to know. So it's always it's always room for improvement. And you know, like coaches used to tell me back in the days, the biggest room in my house is room for improvement. So it's always about trying to get better. And it's not always in the ways that you know you like people put online or you know, stuff like that, no small stuff, you know, like trying to communicate better with in my relationships, you know, trying to um slow down the pace to to be more cognitive of certain things. So it's always growth and, and the small things matter, the small things add up. So, you know, for me it's just always room for improvement and, and you know, I always feel that that's what makes me kind of feel like um young, I say, because mm-hmm. I'm forty I'm forty the four oh you know what I mean? But um, the thing where I keep going or just I feel good is because um, I, I haven't peaked or anything like that. And I don't I don't feel like life is about that. Life ain't about retirement to me. It's just it's just working, growing and learning until the show's over. You know? mm-hmm. That's a dope philosophy. Yeah. Wow. I'm about to steal that one from you, man, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody listening to this man, still that one. If you're gonna steal anything from this this interview, still that one. That that's good. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I'm contemplating about all my whole life decisions now. I'm like, dang, yeah, I'm gonna learn. Move, I'm gonna learn. Move at your own pace. You just gotta move at your own pace, you know. Exactly. I like that a lot. But um, what made you want to get out of that uh situation that you were in with just you know what you were doing before when you were young? What gave you like a life-changing um oof. it's always constantly kind of been a struggle i ain't even gonna lie mm. you know i mean um you know um i think everything i'll be i'll be straight up you know i chilled out like a couple of years ago bro mm. right you know what i'm saying and for me it was because anytime i was doing whatever i was doing whether it was college playing arena ball, whatever, you know what I'm saying? I, I never did nothing to, like, you know, roll around with rims and stuff like that. It was because it was necessity, even though, it, you know, I know people have their judgments about stuff, but like I said, that's not my that's not my issue. But for me, it was trying to really, like, tap into, you know, um, what really mattered the most to me. And, um, you know, and I'm not trying to be in a situation to where, you know, I get taken away from my kids, even if they're not around, but just to not be able to pick up the phone and certain things like that. So um, it's just wanting more in life to where it's just like I can't be on both sides of the track. So I got to do. So, you know, for me, a couple of years ago, I just chose to do something different because I already I already know my heart's always in the right place. But I got to have my actions to follow those. So for me, once it's like crazy, because once I stop vibing that way, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, 
I was doing more community shit and all wow. this like no, like I already did community <laughs> shit. Right. Like organizations was like, hey yo, come come by with us, Ray. And if, for me it was like, you know, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it was it just it, it was it was pretty it was pretty uh, um educational, I say, because I learned a lot from these situations and then also um you know, um, just was able to deal with a lot of people and establish myself in a different kind of life. So, oh, you yeah. know. That's awesome, man. Yo, that's, that's big. That's huge. For real, though. That's real dope. Uh, as far as community stuff, I mean, what what have you done? And what are you doing, I should say? Now I'm chilling for the moment. Because I, I did a bunch of campaigns over the last couple of years. So uh, even before that, what um, I used to do is I used to do um, homeless drives. Oh, wow. you know, I used to do my own little independent homeless drives, uh, blanket drives, um, and people come bring out clothing. So I figured, you know, like, you know, even me, like back home, we always look out. We always take care of the hood and, and the people around us, you know what I'm saying? And I'm used to being around a lot of different type of shit that y'all don't, y'all don't see out here. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me... You know, I don't. I can't just walk past homeless people. And certain shit like it's gravy because I, I I know them situations. You know what I mean? And for me, it was I'm gonna use my clout from music and hustling, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna get. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna take a bunch of stuff out of my closet. I'm gonna go to the park. I'm gonna tell everybody, yo, look, I'm going to the park. I'm gonna go barbecue. I'm gonna do this, that, that. I'm for the homeless. I ain't barbecuing for my regular homeless. I mean, right. I'm going here, chains and rings and everything, barbecuing for them and bringing my own clothes, members only stuff, because I don't like keeping this type of clothes. I know a lot of people, you know, we all dress nice and everything, but I always have to get rid of a whole bunch of stuff because I don't feel like it's necessary to have all that type of shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So for me, if I'm a, if I'm gonna have these types of events. I'm gonna be the one to set it off. So it's like I'll come with half my wardrobe. So mm. you you know what I mean, you're gonna see some homeless people in a couple of years wearing these. You know <laughs> so for me, then people just, you know, and I utilize the fact that people knew me from other things and try to get them to come out, whoever wanted to clean out their closets or donate blankets, socks. <clears throat> you know, I made homeless, uh, I made a uh hygiene packets for the uh, homeless people and everything, men and women, because a lot of people don't realize homeless women, you're not going to give them the same package you give dudes. Mm. Women have womenly things that go on, so you got to put this in there, that in there, that in there. That's not in the stuff, so you know what I mean? So, um, And then I did that. I did that a a, a grip of times, and then also doing benefits and fundraisers. Wow. You know, like I said, just on on some Robin Hood shit. Exactly. I like that. Um, if you could put a warning label on anything in life, what would it be? Mm. Mm. Damn, a couple things. <laughs> Hatred, man. Mm. Hatred, yo, hatred. I don't care if it's racism, sex is just hating that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like <clears throat> people, I, yeah, 
hating shit just kills me, yo. Whether it's racism, sexism, or just any type of thing like that. Old versus young. This discrimination, I just, I just, that shit pisses me off. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care if you're a woman and you make mad money. You feel me? I don't care um, if you tall, short, whatever. You know what I'm saying? For me, it's just all about respecting people and, you know, the differences we got, you know, but people be on some scary shit and they want to have everything. Oh, they understand. You know, it got to be the way, you know, it's, it's the way I am. Or Man, I don't want everything to be the same way. So for me, it's like all that hatred and shit, man, that, that yeah, that's. Yeah, that 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 part right there, man, because that goes all over the goes all across the board. So Definitely. I put a warning label for hating that shit. <laughs> Fair enough, man. It's crazy. It's crazy out here, man. <laughs> it's been crazy. Definitely. It has crazy. Been. Yeah. How has it been like since COVID for like live bands for you guys? I mean, has it like mm. definitely hurt a little bit? Depends on what um what kind of hurt we talking about <laughs> all right so one part is i do miss playing you know because we had a, we started soul food wednesday right COVID, right mm-hmm. um it was different but at the same time i love music i love music i love music but sometimes i wish i could do my shows in my pajamas on my couch and not even <laughs> go to outside like you know what i'm saying sometimes yeah. i don't sometimes i don't want to deal with like conversating and like and you know like mm. sh- with shaking hands and kissing babies type of shit sometimes <laughs> sometimes we want to kill and so for me it's been an opportunity to like the music part it the, the lucrative aspect the money aspect mm-hmm. the monetary aspect has been hurtful far as you can't do music festivals Right. You know, traveling and stuff. And that's where the bulk of the money comes from and selling merch and doing things like that. But the, but the good part is just chilling and just learning more about yourself and spending time with like your family and, you know, just simple shit that, you know, we be in such a rush in our regular when shit is open. We don't even take time on ourselves. So like my thing is just if you haven't, tapped into yourself over COVID, mm. something's wrong with you. You trip. You know what I'm saying? It, it, I don't care what it was. Simple shit, like working out a little more, reading a little more, yeah, conversating a little more with who you need to conversate. Something. If you didn't do that, that's what I used this opportunity during COVID to really, like, you know, take care of the small shit that, you know, I kind of let fly by during the regular, the the normal shit before. So Definitely. I feel, I feel like it's like a, a lot of people say that. I feel like a lot of people are like during COVID, you know, I got time to actually relax and actually, you know, spend time with my family that because I've always been on the go. I've been on tour. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. So now I'm yeah. able to actually enjoy the family time with my intermediate family and just find myself and find out what I truly want to do. Because then right. I also heard stories of people like, you know what? I found out the job that I was in wasn't right for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. The job so, you was looking for you, huh? Right, oh, exactly. So it's just crazy. I think too, but that's the. I think uh, with all these things, like just even living, I think a lot of times with the society we live in, um, rather than pursuing our inner self, we try to pursue what we want 
um, or to some shit to be accepted by people that, you know what I mean? That makes us further away from who we actually are. So it's almost like the bunch of the world is full of fucking actors. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, you know, that's uh, one thing to where even now, that's why I said the hatred shit, because if, if people aren't influenced or affected by hatred and, you know, discriminations and stuff, you know, they can be themselves, you know what I mean? But when people feel pressure and negative pressure, it makes them submit to certain shit that's not themselves. And then you have a world full of people just going through motions and being, it's basically like some zombie shit. You know yeah. what I mean? I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends that whether it's music, they're millionaires, whether it's sports, a lot of dudes on my football team in high school went pro in the NFL, you know what I mean? Millionaires, my uh, my son, one of my son's godfathers, he played for the Redskins, he got killed. He was a millionaire, but a lot of those people like are lonely and can't really, they can't maneuver a certain way, but the rest of the world sees them as like, oh, wow, their life is perfect. I gotta be like this. And, you know, um, you know, for me, it's like false advertising and shit. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people trying to pursue these things. And then once they get to it, they like, oh, this shit is not what I thought. And then you lost all your family on the way up there. You lost great friends on the way up there. You by yourself, you going crazy. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a trip. So like, you know, like I said, um, a lot of people, you know, with these times of figuring out that, you know, they want to do different things, even like what y'all doing. This shit is dope. You oh, know, what I'm sure. you know, D, you was always at supporters. You, you did one of the most important people in fucking Tucson, straight up. You know what I'm saying? I'll put that out here. If ain't nobody else said that on one of these shits, she is one of the most, if not the most supportive person. It's so many no bad supportive people in this town. You feel me? And for me, it's like, I want to see them do some shit. Because they make us feel special. You know what I'm saying? Right. We, we are everybody special, whether it's the person on the stage or the people in the crowd. The reason why y'all fuck with us is because we say the shit that y'all don't feel like saying, but y'all feel it. You know what I mean? And, and for me, it's like dope to see this type of shit going on. Because if it wasn't for COVID, would this have been going on right now? Would it took like right. another thing for y'all to do this? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I'm glad that y'all doing this shit because it's about you know, people stepping out into their own light, you know what I mean? And being like, I, you know, it's just that self-confidence. Like, no, I know I'm dope. I'm not being arrogant, but I know I'm fucking good. I know, right. I know I got some shit to do and I don't want to do this weird shit all day at work. You know what I'm saying? But if you got a good work and then you got a good after work work, that's even better than you could tell other people how to like have the, the, best of both worlds you know what i'm saying so yeah for me it's that's that's i'm gonna give you your flowers now yo Aww. yeah it. Real shit, you as well up there holding <laughs> <it> down <laughs> that's awesome man i appreciate that ray oh man it's real man it's super real man this shit is very inspirational to see people you know making progress and taking shit into their own hands. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's super dope. And for me, it's like, it's like steroids and some shit. Y'all giving me extra motivation. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Um, what has been one of your ultimate life goals? Um, to like, 
besides happiness and shit, I want to have some shit to where like I want my whole family around one day, just like and not for like no funeral shit, mm. you know? not for no funeral shit, and not even just one day. I want to like like survive with all my family. You know what I'm saying? It's just like because. You know, I've been so many different places and had to move and all type of shit. You know what I mean? So for me, it's always been like, you know, missing, but I always keep that shit in my heart. So that's why everywhere I go, I kind of set up and I'm a part of these different communities and stuff like that. Because, you know, I, I remember when, when I was younger and I had all my family, I had cousins and all this shit around and it was a good feeling, good friends and everything. And, you know, for me, it's just, you know, just that that circle of love and shit, you know what I mean? So for me, it's, it's about getting back to that type of stuff, you know what I mean? But, I mean, that's what we out here doing anyway in Tucson. We <clears throat> creating our own families, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, with our community. So, but I want that other shit too, you know what right. I mean? Right. I want moms around, I want bro, bro around, sisters, brothers, everybody, grandmom, you know what I mean? I'm trying to get her to come down here because she like the, she like the, she like the chief. She 87 years old and she be every day up in New York. And I'm like, Grandma, when you come down here, dispensaries. The weather is warmer. It's a Popeye's chicken. That's all she wants is Popeye's and blunts. I'm like, come down here. Like, what are you doing? Basically, high ass rent up in New York. Like, get over here, man. Come on, yeah. Grandma. Gmail, come on, man. Yeah, and she like to gamble. She like to gamble, too. I'm like, the casino right right over there? <laughs> Down Valencia. It has. Arizona. She had Arizona been <laughs> all over her, man. Come Walnut. on, now. <laughs> one day. One day. Soon. That'd be fun. That's really sick. Well, um, what's your favorite place to travel to or to perform at? Oh, man. What'd you say? What? Wow, my cousin said being the dickhead. Oh, <laughs> oh. is that Shaq out there? Yeah, that's Shaq. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> fucking world famous Shaq. Oh, um, my my favorite place to travel, play or travel? Let's do travel. Where do you like to travel to? I like to go to the. I like to go. Mm, I can't pick one place. I love to go back home to New York. I love going to the Bay up in Cali. I used to live out there. I love going to the B. I love going to Miami. I went to middle school and high school. I just like, I like going places where it's like some hood shit going on and some good shit. Okay. You know I mean? Yeah. Cause like. That's a shirt right there, by the way, Ray. That's yeah. Like- I that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because for real, cause like, I'm not, I'm not Carlton. So like, I only could take so much. You know, I love I love culture. So it's like right. I like like to have a feel of everything, and also just me being a dude from a certain type of upbringing. Like I always like to tap in, not like I'm going to the hood. Like hey yo, I'm with it. Nah, I just like to pull up and vibe. You know what I'm saying? And definitely kick it with my fam, my rallies and stuff like that, and chill. So you know, I just I like traveling everywhere, but um, performing wise. Mm-hmm. Damn, I say. I mean, I love. Oh man, it is hard to say. It is. I love playing a lot of places. And there's places I haven't even played yet. So I like. True. 
So you're like, you know, I can't speak on it yet. But so far, what's your top three then? Top three? Uh, no order, no order specifically. Whatever. <laughs> the Telluride, Telluride, or like the music festivals in Colorado in the summertime. Oh, wow. I love playing at those them shits. Music festivals are super dope. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, you can hear yourself think on stage. Like, wow. The sound be so damn clear. Um, <laughs> it's, for real, it's, it's crazy because, like, the people get you high. Like, like just the energy. People, yeah. people energy. So, like, you don't even need to smoke. You're just going to feel a, a, it's a different type of vibe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I got to give it up to Tucson. I love coming here. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) This is that off top. And um, I did some weird shit in Atlanta when I was out there. Really? Yeah, I performed in front of like a thousand people at a drive-in. Oh, that's Movie theater at like nine in the morning. And it was during like the campaign. That shit, it was crazy. It 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 was cold, but it was crazy. Like, it was a weird feeling to where it's like, you know that movie Cars? Yeah. So it felt like I was, it was a real life version of that because I couldn't see <laughs> because it was so many cars. It was all these cars right here. And then it was another uh, higher um, parking lot, too. It was out. Oh, my. It was wow. so many people. So for me, I was just like, hey, beep your horns for me just so I like feel you. And it was like, it, I don't know why I said that because they start beep beep. That shit was going through my body. I felt like it was going through my soul. It was loud. It was, you ain't never heard hundreds. Like it was like a thousand over a thousand people there. It was hundreds of cars. You have never heard that many like horn beeps. Like that shit. Like I had to feel. I had to be in the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, ooh, okay. wow, wow. That's, That's so crazy. Noise. That was a lot of noise. <laughs> lot of noise. That's tight, man. So Tucson, Atlanta, and Colorado, top three. For right now. That's awesome. Yeah. I want to go to Colorado soon. I definitely got to go out there for sure. Summertime, is, it is, yo, for oh. real. It's It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, and I love going to those kind of like music festivals because it was a it was the Telluride Jazz Festival. Oh, right. So I'm the only rapper at a jazz festival. That's tight. So, That's sick, and it's dope because like you know, like I don't know, like you know the the, the persona that people or the image that people see when they think about hip hop music, and then once you get off stage, oh, duh, 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 you gotta, you know, what I'm saying me. Man, that shit was so like relax. Like old ass white folks was like, I like what you said about how you stop selling drugs, but it's dope. How you stop selling dope, but it's dope what you're spitting, and that's what <laughs> meant happening, right? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly what I meant because it was, but it was just a, yeah. uh, it was just different interaction. You know what I'm saying? It was very very chill and even with the other musicians because you up there with people that world-renowned musicians and artists you know what I'm saying and like they chill as hell they super like they want to conversate it's no egos and shit like that it's no like you know shit like that it's like the only thing they want is for everybody that's playing to play the best that they could play because 
we all want to hear good ass music. You know what I'm saying? That was the whole thing. And for me, it just, it also was like, that was perfect for me because that's kind of how I am. I always enjoy, I'm a fan of people. You know what I mean? Like before I started performing, I'd be like, look at this stupid ass person over here. What the fuck they think they doing? That shit is garbage. Once I started performing and then writing a whole lot of shit years ago, I don't judge nobody like that get on the stage. I might not, I might not play your music every day or something like that, but I will never disrespect another artist because one thing people need to know is that a person gets up there and allows themselves to be scrutinized mm-hmm. and telling you their version of whatever they see, whatever ideas they have, you know, even if it's this fictitious thought process, it's their thought process and it's very personal. So for right. me, I will never disrespect somebody that has courage to go do something and I, that, that's just my whole thing. I have seen people say shit about people all the time. And I'm like, nah, that was great. Because yeah. they got here and did that. And they gave you something to watch. So you got right. some shit to talk about. And guess what? Even if you didn't really like it, you're going to remember that shit. Facts. They gave you a memory. So, you know, for me, that, that that's what being at those music festivals, it, it just was like, I knew it was a place like this in music. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times people be weirded out that, you know, I might be so, um, uh, uh, I might praise people because it's, I'm not in competition with nobody. Yeah. I'm not it to me. That does to me. That's some ego shit. Me I'm trying to be the best me. I don't like if mm-hmm. my homies be out here killing it, whether it's cash, Marley, mm-hmm. Tommy, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny red, Jocka, run. Oh man, I'm gonna keep going on the ass. Uh, um, uh, SB, uh, SBZ, uh, uh, Mama Trauma, up next. and like, you know what I'm saying? I, yo, whether it's Ziza, the rock band, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know, um, people out here, and I love watching people do their shit, man. And for me, I ain't afraid to say that. So it's like, I feel, you know, when you're around that type of environment, it just feels good to like, Oh shit, damn, this dude's a millionaire, but he he feel the same way I do. He's like, hey, it was nice. I was like, hey, this shit is even better. He's like, nah, let's go have a drink real quick and talk about some shit. You know, and it'd be talking about what what is what is my band doing, what other projects I got going on, and just people interested in people and not being afraid to, you know, speak on those interests, like, you know, just exactly. being clear. That's awesome. Um, if you could pick any superhero power, what would it be and why? Fly. I want to fly, not like. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, awesome because I've I've been dreaming about this shit since I was a little kid. I, I, be, I, I do it in my dreams too. Like I, mm. I, so I be trying to control shit, but being on some Superman shit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I ain't skydiving. I ain't with that skydiving <laughs> shit. I'm, I'm literally like, hold up, I'll be right back. <laughs> and take off and then, you know what I mean? Because it's just so much in the world to see. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I, I had, you know, for years I have been figuring out, I'm trying to think, why the fuck do you always be wanting to fly? You know what I'm saying? Why, why is that shit so, you scared of heights? Flying, <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, nah, because I could like, just like I'm talking about that family shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I started, you know, when a lot of times you think you just like something just because you like it. Yeah. 
Nah, it's from a lot of things, like a lot of whether it's experiences you had, things that have been taken away from you or given to you, trauma, whatever. And for me, I think flying for me would be uh, a way for me to be able to get to anybody I wanted to that I care about. Boom, go here. Or even if I wanted to go just see some pyramids, I could boom. If I wanted to go pull up on my mom, I could go pull up on my mom. You know, my son's playing a football game right now in in Cali, and I'm watching it right here on YouTube while we chilling. But if I could fly, I would just like just dip over there. You know what I'm saying? Without buying a ticket. You know what I'm saying? And and for me, I think moving around and being separated from a lot of loved ones and people, and you know, losing a lot of people in life. You know, I know how time is. So you know, for me, flying would be a way to, you know kind of uh defeat some of those uh those those barriers or overcome some of those barriers and setbacks of uh, of being distant so definitely yeah definitely fine i was gonna say how about teleportation but then you mentioned like you've seen things i want to see stuff yeah i want to i want to see the the whole uh the whole uh san andreas fault i want to see the whole Mm -hmm. thing you know what i'm saying i want to fly and just be like well this is the fault not the shit i see on the map right Looks like, yeah, want to see this mountain. That's interesting. He said San Andreas Fall. You want to see that? <laughs> I want to see. Okay. Some, I want to see the Amazon River. I want to see the the the, the Congo with the the you know, all that shit. I want to see awesome. that. So Ray, what, what's what's next for you? What you working on? What can we expect from you? Um, Murph is um right now working on a few things. So first is Street Blues Family the album that we put off for like two or three years um we in the studio now we actually got to go back in on sunday so we're going to be doing that um it'll be out this year um and on top of that i have been on a couple other little albums so i'm gonna probably put out a couple uh solo albums this year as well uh but one for sure one for sure and it'll be a nice nice size some nice smooth chill um, thought booking and just about the shit that we going through or the shit we've been going through since the because I started it during the the funny dude presidency the little orange movie. I started during yeah the fuck shit time so um you know and I had kind of sat on it for some reason as because it was more bullshit he was going to do so yeah. you know I got a whole nice little you know thing to nice. talk about so yeah that and then also um. You know, doing my patties and then um, my Jamaican beef patties and then, um, you know, continuing the Soul Food Wednesdays and trying to, you know, build that platform. So more entrepreneurs, black and Hispanic, have a platform to be able to bring their clothing and food and stuff out there to that. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Where can I find you at, Ray Murph? Right here in Tucson. I had two signs your Instagram <laughs> handles. <laughs> nah, nah um, you can find me. I'm on um Instagram, Ray Murph, R-E-Y-M-U-R-F. But if it's two Ray Murphs in the world, one of them is my son, but he has a dot in the middle of his shit. So his is Ray dot Murph. He stole my shit. Because <laughs> he's way better than me anyway. So right. So um, yeah, it's Ray Murph and it's the blue face. It's a blue, okay. yeah. And then on um, Facebook, it's um, Raymond Murphy, my real name, R E Y M O N, last name Murphy. 
Definitely. Y'all go check check him out. Tap in with him. Soul Food Wednesdays. I have I haven't been out to one yet, personally. You so I gotta say like I haven't. Come on the thirty first. Cash too. With cash Come on the thirty first. The what? Come on the thirty first of oh. this month. Yeah. We'll it chill. Yeah. Come chill out. Yeah, well, I'm the whole takeover lounge team's going. Thirty first. We're there. Vibe. It'll be a nice little kickback, little community vibe. Let's get nice. it then. Top. Yeah. Good Love music. That. Oh, and good food. Oh, that's a plus. I'm there then for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys can follow us at La- Lounge Takeover. I always want to say Takeover Lounge, but it's the Lounge Takeover. You can follow me personally at Z underscore underscore GIV. You can follow Daniela at Danny Road Takeover. And yo, have a good Friday. Have a yo, Biden got the stimmies coming in. So yo, if you check your bank account, stimmies coming in. You know With my shit, Joe. With my shit, Joe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we're going to get go ahead and get lit this, <laughs> this weekend. So y'all have a good one, man. We out of here. Bless y'all.